will please stand for our call to worship as we begin. God is waiting for us. God is ready for us. God is blessing us. God is sending us. God is here. Let the begin. Amen. If you'll please remain standing as we sing, O Spirit of the Living God. you'll remain standing as we join together in our invocation prayer. We praise you, extraordinary God, for the holiness of ordinary things, a gathering of fellow believers, a song of praise, a prayer of thanksgiving, a word, a loaf of bread, a cup, a fountain of water. Send your spirit to rush, cool, and clear through our dry and brittle places. May the Spirit seep into the cracks and crevices of our hearts, that we might know you more fully and worship you more deeply. Amen. You may be seated. 
every um, Sunday we offer you a chance to find a way to connect. We call them our pegs, um, prayer, engage, give, and serve. And um, in the summer, we also do a special thing. It's my favorite thing, in fact, the favorite way to give. We do what's called 10 for 10. And so every Sunday in the summer for 10 weeks, we ask you to put an additional $10 in to one of these programs or ministries that, that might especially need it for the summer. Um, something that's actually happening in the summer or a program or a ministry that because it's summertime, people just don't give us much. And so they need us to come alongside them and support them a little more. And so today I want to invite you to give to our Vacation Bible School that is coming up. It's called Monumental um, because God's love is monumental. And we're going to ask that you, that you provide that 10 for 10 so that we can provide Vacation Bible School to the children not only of this church but of this community um, at a low enough cost that it excites them to, to be brought in. And I will tell you, it's so fun to listen. My grandson is five. And to listen to him sing a God song, there's nothing better than that, right? They don't even know how much Jesus loves them yet, and we get to show them that. Um, Christine, just wave your hand. I won't make you come up. She just had a moment of like, <gasps> don't do it. Um, Christine is here, and she's got some things that you can also donate, um, you know, a couple of packages of strawberries or things like that along the way. Um, so if you'll see her as you're, as you're exiting. There are gift bags posted to be able to drop your extra 10 for 10 in, or you can give online. And now I would love to um, invite the choir to sing some special music for us. Amen.
I'm so used to sitting over there and singing with y'all. My heart was with you, though. Um, let's bow our heads and have a moment of prayer this morning. Father, we just want to thank you for your Holy Spirit, our comforter, our inner compass and guidance. Your word says that he will be ever-present with us through all kinds of circumstances, that he will strengthen us in our weakness, encourage us when we are discouraged. Pray for us before your throne and minister your word to us. Your Holy Spirit will convict us of sin, illumine our minds to the truth. Atop the heights along the path at the crossroads, the Holy Spirit will take a stand. We pray that for the branches that we have in our lives, the Spirit may produce the fruit that will feed our hungry world. Amen. Amen. Um, so I just want to say welcome and thank you for allowing me this amazing, um, this amazing chance to speak the Holy Gospel. And you're going to laugh, but I didn't put my notes from first service in order, so bear with me. I'm going to have to scroll from the back here. Oh, <laughs> should we do that? Do, do you want to do a hymn? That's fine. Thank you. Stand. Thank you.
Amen. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, thank you, Lisa. Appreciate that. Who would have known I should have put that back in order? And I made it in large print, so there's a lot of pages. So I appreciate your grace. Welcome again. And if you're online with us worshiping, uh, we are in the West Broward County area, and we're so glad that you're here to worship with us as well. So um, we just recently got back from conference, uh, Pastor Peyton, Lisa, and I, and it was, it was really amazing. It, the whole experience was amazing. Uh, we went to beautiful Lakeland, and I see our wonderful hosts here. Thank you for opening your home to the pastors for this conference. It's always really invigorating to, to come together with fellow leaders from all over the southeast area of the conference to do the work of the church. And most of the sessions are available online, so please go online to floridaumc.org and view them, because it is the work that we do in the worldwide church that is so very important to all of us. And having that connection as a worldwide church is also really special. So um, the theme this year, I just wanted to highlight on that a little bit. It's rebuilding the church and remembering the body, remembering the body, creating a spiritual home for all. And isn't that what we're called to do as Christians? So um, it's wonderful to be a member of this worldwide connectional church that believes that every single voice must be heard. And, and that's what you hear at convention. You hear the separate voices that come together in conference to make great decisions for the entire worldwide church. And each, each and every decision that we make as a church reflects one body. And let's remember that, that, that conferencing is a really special thing that we can do in the United Methodist Church. Not all churches do that, that uh, the body of Christ actually is the church. And now, as in years past, we are in a reformation. Many of us remember last week's amazing sermon uh, from Pastor Rafe, and he reminded us that we are reforming in a reformation of sorts, not just here in this church, but worldwide. We know that a lot is going on um, that needs to be, obviously needs to be addressed. Um, and as Christians, we can do the work that we're called to do in this, this world today. So. Our scriptures today um, are from John 16, 12 through 15, and also uh, from Proverbs 8, 1 through 4, and 22 through 31. If you want to follow in your Bibles, please do, but it will be on the screen. There's a reason why I chose two scriptures today out of the lectionary. And many of you know the lectionary is something that we go worldwide. We um, certainly in the United States, we have four different um, scriptures, one from the Psalms, uh, and one from the Gospel, and one from the New Testament and the Old Testament. I wanted to bridge these two together for a very special reason today. We're talking about the Holy Spirit, and I want us all to remember that, in fact, the Holy Spirit is not something that happened just when Jesus left. In and throughout the Old Testament, we hear the words of the Spirit being among us and hovering over us. John 16, 12 through 15. 
Listen with ears to hear and hearts to understand. I have much to say to you, but you can't handle it now. However, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. He won't speak on his own, but will say whatever he hears and will proclaim to you what is to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and proclaim it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. That's why I said that the Spirit takes what is mine and will proclaim it to you. Then from Proverbs. Doesn't wisdom cry out and understanding shout? Atop the heights along the path at the crossroad, she takes her stand. By the gate before the city, at the entrances, she shouts. I cry out to you, people, people. Your voice goes out to all of humanity. The Lord created me at the beginning of his way, before his deeds long in the past. I was formed in ancient times, at the beginning, before the earth was. When there were no watery depths, I brought forth. There were no springs flowing with water before the mountains were even settled. Before the hills, I was brought forth. Before God made the earth and the fields or the first of the dry lands. I was there when he established the heavens when he marked out the horizon of the deep sea, when he thickened the clouds above, when he secured the fountains of the deep, when he set a limit for the sea so the water couldn't go beyond its command, when he marked out the earth's foundation, I was beside him as a master of crafts. I was having fun smiling before him all the time, frolicking with his inhabited earth and delighting in the human race. Here in it, the reading of God's holy, holy word. Let us have ears to hear and hearts to understand. Bow your heads and pray with me. Father God, may the words from my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing unto you, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. So to refresh our memories, how many of you were here last week for that blessed service or maybe saw it online? Last week's uh, reading was from John 14, 8 through 17, when Jesus actually assured his disciples that whoever believes in me will do the works that I do. They will do even greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. He said, I will do whatever you ask for in my name so that the Father can be glorified in the Son. I will ask the Father and he will send another companion who will be with you forever. This companion is the spirit of truth who the world can't receive because it neither sees him nor recognizes him. Nor recognizes him. 
This week's reading, however, is sort of a continuation of that out of the lectionary. And that's why I wanted to sort of bring us back to take us forward in what these words really say and what they mean when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Here, John, or Jesus rather, is talking about the promised advocate who would come in his place when he was gone. Don't you just think the disciples were really wondering, what do you mean you're leaving? What does that mean exactly? And what, you're sending another companion? What does this companion look like? Can this companion do the miracles that you've done? There's no way. And there had to be so many questions I think we today question all the time, is there really a Holy Spirit? Like, what does it look like? What does it sound like? Because I believe so often we think seeing is believing. Not so in the spirit world. In our second reading from Proverbs, we find intriguing words, I think, that almost seem to come from Jesus himself. It was kind of poetic, but yet full of wisdom. And yet they were written by David's son, Solomon. And Solomon actually was on the scene long before Jesus was even born. It's no wonder why Solomon became known as the world's wisest man. We might remember he prayed for that wisdom. He went to God and he asked for that wisdom. He actually wrote most of the Proverbs actually very early in his reign as king. Proverbs are not just written expressions or things that happen in a life or feelings. They're not. They were spirit-inspired directly from God. And we find these connections in and throughout the entire Bible. If we look from the Old Testament and follow through to that middle zone and then to the New Testament, we will see those connections in everything we read, spirit-driven. Webster's Dictionary actually defines a proverb as a short, concise sentence that conveys moral truth. The book of Proverbs is this whole collection of these amazing, wise statements. The main theme of Proverbs, as most of you already know, depicts the very nature of true wisdom. But had you ever thought of wisdom and understanding as this living, moving, breathing being? In our scripture today, Solomon actually gives these words movement and voice, even gender and asks a pointed question. Doesn't wisdom cry out and understanding shout? Let's ask ourselves another question today after reading this. Have you ever wanted to literally crawl out of your skin when you see something unjust? Or when something happens that you just feel that you want others to, to get it? to have wisdom in the, the thing that's happening, to have understanding for another human being in handling the situation? I think we all do. And we simply have to put the news on and, and ask this question again to ourselves 
and think about all the unjust that is happening in this world today. He goes on to say, atop the heights, along the path, at the crossroads even, she takes her stand. She's committed, in other words. By the gate before the city, at the entrances, she shouts, I cry out to you, people! My voice goes out to all humanity, you and me, all humanity. Solomon has now literally pulled us to the heart of God, I believe. Hasn't he? And what a perfect scripture for Peace and Justice Sunday, because that's today. Here we come to understand that it is God's voice calling out to all who will listen. That in his infinite wisdom and care for humanity and all creatures here on earth and even in the heavens, he guides us with his voice that it will indeed be like an audible voice within us. This audible voice sometimes creates change, change that needs to happen. It's still the spirit voice, convicting us to use wisdom and understanding as we live our lives and as we care for each other. In a recent Bible study entitled Hearing the Whisper of God, by Mark Batterson, and I've actually brought the book. If you want a wonderful read and you want to know kind of how the Spirit speaks, this is amazing. And every single person that took this study agreed that it was one of the very best reads that they have, um, have actually experienced. In it, Batterson describes God's voice as a mere whisper in a completely different decibel system. Think about that. He speaks, but it's not the kind of speaking that we're used to speaking. Also, in promptings, in dreams, in desires, in people, and in doors. Think about doors, the doors that suddenly a door opens and then Boom, it closes. Do we have to wonder, is it the spirit? Do we have to discern? Yes, we do have to discern. God calls us to that. Clearly, our author is speaking of the Holy Spirit of God, the one we so seldom call upon for wisdom and clarity. Imagine if we started every day calling upon the Holy Spirit, as Solomon did. Father God, please just give me your wisdom today. I don't know the way to go. I don't know the words to say. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know what my child needs now. The one Jesus spoke to the disciples of Excuse me, did you notice, though, that Solomon did, did not use the word knowledge? Not one time did he use the word knowledge. I think because we can have all the knowledge in the world, book knowledge and people knowledge, but without wisdom, we actually lack the ability to live out what we know in a godly way, that inner compass to live wisely, to live in peace, 
to live in justice for others, in love and willingness to serve one another. I love how the author depicts our relationship with God as if it were a listening relationship, harmoniously hearing the voice of reason from the very top of the hills to the valleys below. That even before God created the heavens and the earth, wisdom and understanding was there before everything. And that first and foremost, God wants us to be in close relationship with him. That we would hear his voice as we go on this journey of life together. I believe this scripture helps us to further understand how the Spirit of God is so consistent in this world. That from the very beginning of creation, there was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working together in unity, creating all things and delighting in it. That this is the same Spirit who rides the peaks and valleys with you and I today, the promised spirit that God himself, who gave us Jesus, talked about in our gospel today. Isaiah 40, 31 says this, But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Do we believe this? That's my question for us today. Do we believe this? So part of having this kind of wisdom that we're talking about today and understanding that Solomon so eloquently describes here is learning how to wait upon the Lord's movement in our lives. And in that waiting, hearing his voice, feeling his grace wash over us, we hear that voice in various ways. It's up to us to listen, to call upon him for help even. We're in a waiting period right now, aren't we? Right. Some are waiting for renewed health, others for babies to be born, for diagnoses. COVID hit and we've had to wait for less sickness better therapeutics, available therapeutics even, less need for mask wearing. We wait for gas prices to go down. We even wait for the weather to change so we can make our plans, right? <laughs> for heaven's sake, we wait for everything. We now await the greeting of our brand new senior pastor, Jackie Jones. So last week we said farewell to our loved Pastor Rafe and his wife Amy. It was a blessed service of communion and a lot was going on last Sunday. I don't know if you were here, but it was, it was really packed full of a lot of stuff. And Pastor Rafe left us with this strong and positive message for the future of New Horizon. He reminded us of our heritage and our vision as well as our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ. He spoke of the future of New Horizon and the ever-present movement of the Holy Spirit. And heaven knows the Holy Spirit 
continues to move through this church and beyond. And I think that's one of the reasons we need to continue to pray fervently for the movement that is happening, the reformation, the reforming of the body. COVID's been rough on all churches. And we heard story after story after story at conference about that. And some churches have even closed and we need to pray for the individuals that uh, are part of that as well. But now we wait and prepare for something new, don't we? Full well knowing that this Holy Spirit is with us. And as we prepare for welcoming Pastor Jackie Jones, we're reminded of the Holy Spirit's worldwide movement as she joins us from, from Africa, her homeland. And many of us have met Jackie and can confirm that she brings with her the heart of a servant, ready to serve where he has called her, just as Pastor Rafe is ready to serve where he has been called. So praise God for that. When God's spirit moves, there is always change because he is creator. He moves, he shakes, he changes things up. It is what God does best. And when we pray for the Holy Spirit to be our advocate, we are praying in complete trust that however he answers, we will walk with him and he will walk alongside of us. Let us always remember to pray and pray hard and ask for the Holy Spirit to lift us. Many times change is really difficult, but with change also comes this amazing deeper understanding of God's greatest works in us. And change helps us, I think, to pull together closer, closer to God and closer to each other as we learn to trust that he sees so much more than we do in the building up of the body. And that's what we really need to pray about now. In closing, let us be thankful for the movement of the Holy Spirit. Let us embrace the Father's all-knowing and be solid with it, his wisdom, his understanding, and continue to trust in his answers. We don't have all the answers, but he most certainly does. Amen. Amen. Bow your heads and pray with me. Oh God, may your ever gracious spirit be upon us now as we awaken to your word and your desires to be with you in worship. Seed us with the mysteries of living and dying and help us to plant seeds within us, that they may grow slowly and constant. Align us to your purpose as we bring our listening hearts this morning and let us find a gentle touch in our struggles. Help us to be bold in our loving, brave to face down our terror, and hopeful in the future of your kingdom. Please be merciful of us when we are unknowingly denying you and melt over us as we worship today and for the, the following week to come, together as one body, in union with Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now go, knowing full well that the Holy Spirit goes with you. Amen.